0: Ladies and gents, uh, thanks for joining us again. It's uh, Elliot here at Engineers. We've got Armando Vieira from uh, HAZY today. Armando's gonna talk to us a little bit about synthetic data and uh, a couple of use cases for synthetic data. What is synthetic data? So we're gonna explore that today. Armando, hey, how are you? Hi, very good, thank you. Good. Do you want to just give us a quick introduction into uh, you, your background, uh, why we're here? We're here obviously because I've been pestering you for a little bit to come on, but uh, give us a bit of insight into your background.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm a data scientist. I've uh, been working in this area for almost 20 years. And my background is physics. Uh, and soon after my PhD, I started doing um, neural networks and machine learning uh, for an uh, extensive amount of time. And uh, yeah, I've been working in several industries and published a book on the, uh, data science for neural networks for business uh, two years ago. And uh, I uh, joined AZ uh, also uh, about two years ago. Uh, as a data scientist, and um, helping the team to uh, come out with solutions uh, for um, uh, synthetic data generation
0: using uh, the most advanced machine learning algorithms. Do you remember your mindset before joining Hazy and thinking, "This is an interesting concept or challenge. Let's go for it." Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, yeah, I, I. Most of machine learning projects I've been engaged before was like very um, uh, very well-defined goals, like optimizing some sort of reward, some sort of uh, accuracy in insurance. For instance, you want to know what is the best uh, uh, model to predict the uh, claims and how much you're going to pay for these claims, uh, what is the risk associated with this customer. It's pretty much a uh, uh, type of problems that can be fit as a, as a supervised learning. And uh, it is fine. It's, uh, it's, it's probably where most of machine learning uh, operates, 95% of the uh, in this, uh, problems related to this. But AZ was a different uh, challenge, because uh, we are not really trying to find patterns in the data. We're trying to get to a new level that is generating the data itself. So what is the process behind the, the data that you observe that allow us to recreate these patterns. So uh, it's a it's a completely unsupervised technique, and uh, we we we're trying we're trying to get like uh, being the creators. So we are the ones who will be able to generate your data so that you can play with it. Uh, so it's it's a it's a it's a much harder challenge because uh, uh, you need to recreate all of the intricacies of the data. All of the details, the correlations, they have to be captured in order the, the data to be uh, useful. So uh, yeah, I, I was quite uh, intrigued by by, by this uh, new problem. And I really liked the challenge. And also uh, it was a good fit for my, at the time, my, my interest. It was uh, generative adversarial networks or GANs, which pretty much uh, try to solve this problem. Like uh, there are generative models that try to um, as you uh, probably heard of all of these faces that are generated uh uh, uh fake faces that are generated from uh, from just from pure noise and uh yeah this it's a it's a it was a good fit for my interest and uh, I I do uh I do uh, explore this area in AZ I can do using uh, these generative adversarial networks for synthesizing uh, data uh with some twists yeah, but that was my, my, my interest at the time, yeah.
0: Nice. Okay. So what's Hazy's mission? Talk to us about that and talk to us about what you're trying to achieve.
1: Yeah. Hazy is a company focused on the creating smart synthetic data uh, that help companies to uh, overcome uh, problems related with privacy, with sharing data with uh, that uh, uh, blocking innovation inside organizations. So as you know, uh, data is becoming more and more of an asset for companies and um, they will try to preserve it and try to keep it. In, uh, but uh, this is against uh, the other component that is the I- innovation and data science. They want to have as much data as possible in order to play with their models, to test uh, the new ideas. So we have here a conflict and uh, the the way hazy uh fits in this uh in this uh in this uh, arena is by creating a synthetic version of the original data that do not uh disclose any uh uh private any private information so the data is completely safe in the sense it's not identifiable you cannot uh, uh identify any user uh, by looking at the synthetic uh, version of the data, you cannot really the real users. So it's not possible to do that. We, we provide some guarantees some metrics where we, we, we uh, objectively tell the, the, the customer this is not possible, uh, uh, of course, up to a certain uh, limit. It's not saying it is impossible, but we, we put some guarantees, mathematical guarantees, how much uh, uh, likely is this to happen. And um, yeah, and then uh, with this synthetic version, uh, then uh, data can be shared, can be used for many use cases uh, uh, that we can discuss later. Uh, But this is our mission, yeah, to make uh, synthetic data that is safe to share and to boost innovation and to um, improve uh, the the speed of which uh, the uh, data science team can work with uh, with uh, synthetic just to give an example for instance uh, it's not uncommon for banks uh, which is one of our target uh, sectors to uh, to have like a process that can take like 2 years to get approval uh, even internally not say externally just internally have 2 years before data scientists or third parties can touch the data uh, to uh, to play with algorithms, it's just—it's just incredible. It's just very, very, very—it's a very painful process. Yeah. Do you, Do you know why
0: two years?
1: Yeah, it's it's just you have to go through all these clearance uh, processes yeah. and uh, security. Uh, so it's they have uh, very very tight uh, uh, regulations for that, and and this is becoming more and more strict with new regulations coming every year. And GDPR uh, compliance, so it's it's really, really uh, they are really under very tight uh, control in order that for that. that and each process takes a lot of time to be to be approved. So it it can be in general, it's like saying six months, but it can take up two years. So uh, we know in some cases it's it's very very long. So in today in today era of a very fast innovation, that is a very very huge blocker for, for them. So they really are very keen to work with us because by providing we can in in typically with a typical A/C engagement we can have uh in less than a, a month we can have a, a synthetic version of data uh and uh ideally we can make it even a few days depending on how complex is the data but let's say uh, with some uh, uh um we we'll put some safety on that, so we can put like a mouth typically and then uh, yeah, and then the data is completely safe to be to be shared either internally or externally, so we really have a, 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 a order of magnitude in terms of speeding of this process,
0: yeah okay did you say that there's a lot of maths involved in let's just say the non identification of the person, but the quality of the data? Did you say there's a lot of maths involved in order to keep that data synthetic?
1: Yeah, it's uh, the math is mostly around uh, uh, keeping the same sort of relationships, there's some sort of correlations, what we call a mutual information. How much? Uh, uh, a single variable is uh, related to other variables, and you can you can easily be talking about hundreds of thousands of different variables. So all of these uh, yeah. correlations have to be kept in order for the data to be useful, but at the same time they they have to be they have to be safe. So uh, uh, so the process that generates this data uh, cannot uh, disclose. I uh, uh, give an example. For instance, if you have if you have let's say the bank uh, you have uh, uh, a data set, let's say, with a thousand customers. And suppose we have one customer that is a uh, client that is uh, a very uh, wealthy uh, guy. We have uh, uh, millions in the bank account. We have transactions of hundreds of thousands each day. And that, that guy is just one guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, that would be not me, nice. but that would be. You can have yeah. this situation. <laughs> <I hope. laughs> so, so what will happen when you generate? We have here a problem because when you generate synthetic version of data, so we want to keep this guy there because this guy is important. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but uh, it's going to be uh, if if I am an attacker and I want to 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 know. Uh, informa- inside information. So if I look at the synthetic data, even if the transactions amounts are, are slightly different or uh, like say, instead of 90,000, I have 80,000 or still we have some uh, problems because the, the, the amounts are so high. This guy is so is such an outlier. It stands so much with respect to the other customers yep. that releasing any sort of information about this single individual it will be a bit risky because even if uh the, the 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 dresses the names age will not match still the pattern will match because if I know that there's a wealthy guy there that a uh, uh, very rich guy there I'm sure uh I will be able to identify them because I know there's this guy's there okay so I don't need to to know the details to know that this individual is there so the way the way we enforce privacy. So it's called this um, presence uh, disclosure. So uh, we are some, always uh, somehow revealing that these uh, this individual there. So the way our algorithms work to to prevent this to happen is uh, each time we identify these these individuals. For these particular cases, we 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 had some noise. We have an extra level of noise to them, so that these. Um, this risk of identifying the, the particular individual will be lower. So we will somehow smooth the distribution so that this particular individual will be less likely to be identified. And we yeah. give some numbers called differential privacy. We give some numbers uh, for that to happen. Of course, there's a trade-off here. If you, if you want to have data very, very safe, you have this blurring effect uh, a higher, uh, with a higher um, intensity. And uh, the usefulness of the
0: data will be lower. So this always okay. is did off. Yeah. Gotcha. That's okay. where we fit. You've obviously given us that specific uh, case of this very wealthy individual. Uh, and you were talking about uh, particular models that sit behind that. So what machine learning models have you built? And why have you built them? Because it seems even the models have different use cases, or am I running off in a different area here?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so uh, our models, we have uh, uh, several models that are currently uh, okay. um, uh, on production. Uh, so we have um, the our main algorithms uh, Bayesian network. So it's based on Bayesian uh, uh, inference mechanisms. So basically, we create a, a dependence tree between all of the variables. So, uh, and uh, we treat this as a stochastic process. And uh, from the regional distributions, we recreate synthetic synthetic versions of the data using this, this hierarchy that goes through the the Bayesian graphs. Uh, it's a very it's a very I'll say uh, it's a very powerful approach. There's only one. Um, uh, problem with it is that it's, um, it's uh, hard to scale because it's a Bayesian process. Bayesian processes are normally um, very computational intensive, and uh, and they, when you have data sets with hundreds of thousands of columns with very high cardinality, that can easily eat all of your memory, gotcha. and you uh, may run into, uh, into problems. So uh, in this respect, we have done a lot of engineering in uh, making this process scalable. So that's one of our key advantage in the markets. So it's uh, the, the making this um, processes highly scalable to um, mm-hmm. large data sets. Uh, and also we have uh, generative adversarial networks, as I just mentioned before, yeah. Yeah. which has been uh, uh, released uh, since 2014 in uh, mostly for images. Of course, for uh, structured data, we call structured data like data that you can fit in the Excel file data. Uh, for this kind of uh, data, we you don't find as many uh, publications, as many activity as the image or, or, or voice, uh, but uh, we have made some breakthroughs on that also. So we have this, this, this technology, uh, which basically for the ones we haven't heard about is basically we have a discriminator and generator and they're making a, a game uh, between them. So the discriminator will try to to, to identify if a sample is real or fake, and the generator okay. try to fool the discriminator to see if, uh, and then the process goes on and on. They are both neural networks. And uh, after a certain number of epochs, uh, you will be able uh, to, uh, to create samples from noise that are indistinguishable from realistic samples. So this gotcha. is another another technique we have, and we have uh, uh, other techniques like uh, uh, more uh, uh, um, more simplistic, I'll say. But uh, in some cases, when all other approaches fail, we have uh, more um, uh, simplistic approaches. That the quality of the data will be not as good, but they scale very well. So uh, we we have yeah. uh, we have.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I was i was just about to say uh, how do you measure the quality of the synthetic data
1: yeah it's a good question uh, so uh, uh by looking at the numbers it's very hard to know uh if that data it's if you can look at it, it see you don't you don't find any match so uh, you go with a single row and try to find if, it, if this row is in the real data it's uh that you can spot is not the case. So it's easy to to, to, to identify that, but to, to have a, a more concrete measures is a bit uh, harder. So for that, we have uh, several metrics. So we have the first one is the histogram similarity. So basically it's a first line of approach to a synthetic data, see if the distributions match. Uh, so we plot distributions of numerical or categorical variables, or and you see if the histograms somehow match. And uh, of course, that will not tell you anything about correlations. For that, we we use uh, uh, multiple information. Uh, There is multiple information for the ones who who don't know about this uh, uh, um, uh, topic. It's uh, basically how a given variable uh, depends on, on how much information a variable gives to the other variable. Okay. So even if it's numerical categorical, so it's completely, it's completely generic. It's, if, if all variables are numerical, you can see it as correlations. So, uh, and you compare the correlations or this mutual information in the original data and it's in the synthetic data and they should match. And uh, yeah, that's that's the
0: the the most important metrics we have. For similarity. Yeah, uh, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask, uh what data variables are you looking at or have you got and what's their relationship. Uh, But that gives us some good insight. Okay. Can we move on and talk a little bit about some of the use cases of synthetic data? You've given us some really good foundation to what is synthetic data? Why is it used? But let's try and understand the practicality of it and try and put it into an environment where banks obviously you're going to tell us in the next couple of moments who else can use it and why can they use that to their advantage yeah sure so uh synthetic data has uh, several use cases uh
1: the probably the most important one is the the one we just discussed before is related to innovation so by allowing uh Organizations to, in a very f- fast and effective way, to release data uh, internally uh, for the data science teams. Uh, it's, um, it's a huge advantage because it allows them to speed up this process. Instead of taking months years, it can take days or weeks. So, this is a, is a really um, a good advantage. So, uh, uh, for innovation, also for, for testing, it can be situations where uh, uh, it was a, a use case we re- recently engaged with a, with a bank. So when uh, they want to uh, release an app and before they're releasing the app, the app has to be tet- tested with the data. To, again, the problem is uh, they don't give access to live data. Uh, it's not easy to get access to live data. It's, it's a very, very risky and very uh, uh Compliance-driven process. So, uh, in order for this third-party company to 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 test the app, we created we generated test data for them to 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 test the app uh, before touching um, the the live data. Okay, this is a, a very um, important use case, and uh, like testing, uh, for instance, testing or uh, the uh, how much uh, how much uh, um, calls to the API, uh, per second, the app can, 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 um, can respond to, so testing the, the, if, if it's, uh, uh, if it is a solution that, uh, it's up to the conditions they impose to it. So, uh, it's, they need to really have the access to the, to the, to this test data so that, uh, they are sure the app will not crash or not be overloaded with uh, too many calls. Uh, another another use case is for uh, data science and analytics. Again, uh, sometimes yeah. uh, apart from the the situation I just mentioned, there are other cases. For instance, uh, you may need to enrich your data set with uh, other types of data, like uh, for instance, you, you, in the insurance that an uh, in industry I worked extensively. So, in insurance, uh, normally the models uh, you build to uh, assess the risk of a customer. They take like um, uh, a few hundred variables. Um, You can use, uh, normally they use uh, linear models, but you can use XUBoost or whatever. And uh, sometimes there are other types of data that may be interesting to add to these models. For instance, customer level data, like when customers call or when uh, uh, they interact with text or voice. So it's it's a new layer of data. That is not easily assessed in the in the organization. If we have a ways to synthesize this data and uh, uh, allow the organization to share this extra data with uh, with uh, uh, risk uh, and the modeling team, that is a good uh, improvement because that extra extra data that normally is not shared within the organization could help improve the the risk. Assessment of the customers they have in terms of um, in terms of the and improving the the business efficiency. Uh, another very common and uh, uh, we have a lot of the uh, requests is uh, for cloud migration where we okay. want to when a company wants to move to the cloud. Uh, you know that lots of banks are trying to move to the cloud. Some of them are already there. They have lots of competition from startups. But they are afraid of putting the live data in the cloud environment. So we, by um, by using synthetic data, we allow them to do it in a safe way. So uh, even if there is some uh, um, uh, risks or some uh, problems, they will not touch the real data. They just touch synthetic data. So it's like a, a sandbox where they can test the yeah. um, the environment
0: without doing the real data. Yeah. I was going to say, do do you just, in effect, run a, a dummy mode of, let's just say, a collection of data in a cloud environment and present to them, this is what would happen if you did do this cloud migration? Is that just as simple as what it looks like?
1: It, yeah, it can be. It, it depends. Uh,
0: uh,
1: of course, uh, we're discussing here banks. Banks, normally, the, the data they have no it's a very complex uh, they're very complex uh uh entities so it's not just a csv file they have they can have uh, hundreds or thousands of different tables with uh, uh very complex dependencies between them lots of foreign keys and primary keys and uh and uh sometimes the this uh yeah this can be there's a lot of legacy issues there so it's a very very messy uh, data set. so uh we do have some solutions for that. So uh, we, what we do, okay, we, we, we go into your environment, look at your data, you create a synthetic version of it, and then you you can uh, give it to your engineers and they will put, a, uh, like, they create, like, a, a, a synthetic version of your environment, your live environment, so that you can simulate, you can test uh, some problems, some some device, some bottlenecks, uh, and see if it's uh is scalable if it's performing uh, uh, in the in ways that vendors uh tell it's performing all the apis are 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 working properly so it's it's a big advantage because working building this environment in the cloud without having the data is uh a, is, a, is a real problem uh because it's uh, this data as i say it's very messy there's lots of issues that can happen. And if yep. they don't touch the data, just just making the infrastructure without touching the data is a big risk. So by using this this synthetic data, they 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 can help cover this risk and make sure the things will work in okay. in production.
0: Nice. The, there are a couple of things that I want to ask you on uh, analytics and observability. We we can do that. Uh, talking about risks and challenges, just there. I. I'm quite interested. What keeps you up at night, or what are your major challenges, head of data science? And I'm sure being hands-on, building some of these models, managing people. What keeps yeah, you I, up at night? Is,
1: I, I'm more. Uh, or are you uh, a good sleeper? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, at the moment, I keep me busy at night is it's uh, we 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 are having. Uh, um, yes, we are brainstorming a lot about uh, making these models scalable. Like, for instance, the, the situation we just mentioned, like uh, touching a, data, a database with thousands of tables with very complex uh, relationships. We do have solu- some solutions for that, but our solutions uh, they need to be uh, um, a bit more scalable, so we, we and less hands-on because. Uh, we want to make this process automated as, as automated as possible. Just just plug and play. We, we download your our our, um, our algorithms, and they 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 plug the data in, and they have on the other side the synthetic version of it. So completely automated process. So it's at the moment is not uh, we 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 haven't reached that point yet, but uh, we are working hard on that so uh, we can make it as as ends off as possible and as automated as possible. It's a it's a really big challenge. Uh, we are facing that on the other on the other hand uh, uh we we have also um been having uh um, um, uh discussions and, and work around sequential data uh sequential data is, is a bit harder than normal tableau data because uh, uh sequential data is basically let's say uh bank transactions like uh uh how much you buy each day, what type of items you buy, if you bought uh, coffee today, what you're going to buy uh, a few hours later. Uh, so trying to recreate its patterns of users. This is a very complex problem because it's, uh, the sequences are, are uh, it can be very long. Some of them are very short. Some users just make a few transactions per, per month, another can make thousands of transactions. So it's a very a wide diversity. One can pay just a few a few uh, pounds. Another can pay thousands or millions of pounds. So it's very very diverse patterns, and so the the, the models need to have to capture all of these distributions. The very uh, very diverse distributions have to be captured uh, by by the model. Yeah, it's being it's being fun because uh, it's uh, yeah it's it's actually that's in, 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 at the moment is what keeps me really busy is making these models. Um, uh Good quality and uh, scalable uh and, and fast because uh, for instance guns i just mentioned guns are very good but uh, they for instance for this problem with sequential data that can take uh, uh weeks to be trained and yeah. in in, li- in the live environment that can be a big bottleneck so uh yeah that's major the major issues i'm facing. So-
0: nice okay so with sequential data are banks trying to predict buying patterns or companies using hazy trying to predict buying patterns to i guess you know, uh, ahead of what their customers are doing
1: yeah it's a good point so the the normally when we engage with, with clients we we always ask them what is the use case what do you want to use this synthetic data for because depending what they are after uh, we can fine-tune our algorithms to, to, to um, be tailor-made for this particular task. Uh, in this case, it was the client was interested in uh some uh, unusual patterns or some, some patterns in the data that may indicate that this customer could be at risk, like a divorce or uh, an employment or some 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 life event that is very rare. And uh, but can put this client at risk and act uh, proactively bef- before before it it enters in distress. Uh, they they can have some preventive measures regarding this, uh, this. So as you can imagine, this is a very hard problem because yeah, not only in the synthetic data we need to recreate these patterns of activity, this very diverse pattern of uh, uh, transactions. Um, but also, we need to recreate these unusual events, which statistically they can be like one in million, in a million. So it's as you can imagine, this is very, very hard, uh, because uh, these these are these are statistical models. They 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 try to recreate what they see the most, and most of the time they just see normal normal things happening. These these unusual behaviors are things that are uh, different and. Uh, it's an extra layer of complexity that we need to to solve, and in the end, uh, we are able to we, we were able to solve that. Yeah, is, is that accuracy pretty tough to get? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the 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 accuracy uh, for us. We we haven't uh, we haven't deployed the machine learning ourselves. So that the, this test data, the bank was interested in the sharing this data with uh, with some provider that will do the algorithms, not themselves. They just want to use it uh, as a sandbox so um, uh, before touching the, the live data. So they want to assess the quality of the algorithms. Um, yeah, that, that was the, the, the use case they had. So we, we haven't done the, the machine learning ourselves, but we do provide them with some metrics uh, for this case, for instance, in the in synthetic in sequential data, one very important metric is autocorrelation. So, how much how much the events depend on time uh, in the real and synthetic data, they should be preserved. This dependency, this time dependency, and uh, uh, so uh, we do we did provide very good metrics on that. And uh,
0: yeah, that's of our project, project. Yeah. With, with so many data sets that you're looking at the analytics and the observability of some of the data for your customers is that tough to nail
1: yeah it's uh, it's very tough it's uh, this is not an easy this is not an easy uh, task in general so um yeah n- normally as i said before normally what we do we 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 uh we can fine-tune some parameters in the algorithm so that we are sure that this, uh, these patterns will be recreated in the synthetic version. Uh, and uh, and um, uh, one of the difficulties, for instance, one of the difficulties uh, we have is, uh, for instance, in this bank data. I, I speak about banks because it's, it's probably most of our uh, yeah. clients at the moment. It's most of our work is focused at the moment. So for, for banks, they have like a field uh, called description. Okay. And this field uh, can contain, um, uh, it's a very uh, noisy field. It can contain everything like uh, abbreviations of the transaction, can contain IDs of the transaction, can contain location, can contain information about credit cards, uh it's, it's, uh, some of them are legacy. They have different systems. They have different legacies, uh, so it's not it's not filtered. So it, it can be uh, uh, like using for the same operation. They use different abbreviations. Uh, as you can imagine, this is a very very complex. But uh, uh, to recreate in the synthetic world. But uh, it turns out in, in some cases they they are really interested in. Synthetizing them, because this is the field they use to extract information about, for instance, the location of the operation. Uh, so it's, it's very important to recreate this field. Uh, so one of the, our breakthroughs is, uh, is uh, uh, being able to create a good, uh, a good algorithm to re- recreate this description field. Uh, which is not text again, but we we know they have some algorithms for text generation, but this is not text. This is more complex than text because this is a a, a mixture of text, abbreviations, numbers, IDs, cards, uh, locations, the structure. In text, you have a structure. They have like the way which word is related to each other. It, It keeps this consistency over the text of a certain language, but this is not the case. This can be any sort of relationships, yeah. That you solve this problem.
0: That's pretty awesome. And uh, for the last half hour or so, I think you've given us a really, really interesting overview of, of Hazy. Before people leave us, uh, they usually leave us with a parting message around some of the talent that they're looking for. Okay, um, I've seen on your blog and other parts that you're looking for data and machine learning engineers. So someone coming into Hazy, what do you think you're looking for in those people in terms of skills, in terms of mindset to be part of the team?
1: Yeah, so we are looking for uh, bright people that are able to uh, uh, create some uh, good algorithms that are scalable. Uh, that's really our key element at the moment. So we, we in terms of the the core algorithms, already cover uh, most of the the field, but we really want to move this. To production, to, to 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 make scalable solutions, to make uh, automated solutions. That's really our effort, it's more on the engineering side at the moment. Uh, so we're really are keen to uh, have this kind of mindset. Um, so it's it's really our core at the moment. So we 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 have, for instance, this um, <clears throat> this solution around um, around the text. Can you make this scalable? Can you make this uh, able to run? On the uh, millions of different fields, different codes, can can this be really uh, scalable? Uh, can it work in different uh, cloud environments? At the moment, you're using Azure uh, cloud, but uh, we also want to, to have other solutions on our uh, disposal. So that's really our key uh, element at the moment. is more on the um, engineering side, like putting these these algorithms um, as ends off as possible, as automated as possible as fast as possible
0: in the hands of the, of the customer, yeah. Nice, okay. Where, where could we see you and the team in six months or in 12 months, if six months is too much of a short window?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, our goal, it's uh, as a company, we want to go to round A of investment. And um, yeah, we have some goals in terms of a commercial uh, perspective. We are uh, uh, online to, to meet these goals. So uh, I think this, uh, there's a huge potential for synthetic data. The market is really huge, uh, and um, we we hope we can deliver on that. It's about, uh, but we know these these customers like banks and insurance. They are they move very slowly, so they they take decisions in a very uh, slow pace. We are aware of that, but um, I think we have a good uh, portfolio of very uh, happy customers at the moment, and uh, we really. Uh,
0: yeah, we want to to
1: to to move to this stage quite soon.
0: Good. Uh, I think for me, looking at your blog and your YouTube, which for anyone listening, they're in uh, some of the links below. I think there's there's an ambitious mission. There's there's really smart people, and there's obviously a lot of business cases for this. So anyone that's listening, follow the guys and girls. You've heard it. They're online to get some investment. So track them reach out to Armando if you're interested in applying or talking to the guys and girls and I just want to say a big thank you Armando for coming to talk to us and sharing with us what synthetic data is and some of the use cases so a big thanks and thanks everyone else okay bye bye thank you enjoy bye for now hey guys thanks for watching this episode Uh, massively appreciate you listening and checking in with us if you want to find out more about us and what we're doing, please check us out on social media. What we're trying to do at engineers is build a community to drive knowledge, sharing and experiences on Twitter. We can be found at engineers.io. It's no underscore. We've also got a website, which is engineers.io. These links will all be posted in the description. Any feedback and comments are massively appreciated. We're always looking to improve on where we can. Thanks, guys.